Oh, that does look like the potential for drama. There's always potential for drama in this house. We, mm, I don't know if I woke up, kind of. Okay, so I heard cat drama this morning, not cat the person. Obviously you, but meow, meow, cat. Um, And I was going to ignore it because I'm like, whatever, let them kill each other. Like, fine. One of them ends up dead. It's survival of the fittest. Deal with it. Um, and but what I did wake up to was when the dog barked and then Andy like flew out of bed going, Fiero. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, I'm awake now. And I can't I can't ignore Andy screaming from yeah. next to me. That's a pretty common occurrence that because especially with the new cat, like there's been like cat drama every night. And the other night, because usually it's just like a quick cat drama and then it's over, so we just ignore it. But the other night it sounded really bad. So I like threw myself out of bed and just because I don't know who to blame so I'm just running through the house screaming cats (laughs) (laughs) and um, there was just like big clumps of black hair so I actually think Piper got her ass kicked maybe or maybe she did the ass kicking I don't know but I I think it was Piper really Mm -hmm. Uh, no you yelled and then someone jumped off and over my face and they didn't jump on my face or anything it was on my boob the cat was like on my shoulder and when you know when one is settled and normal and then something happens and that one is like oh i gotta freak the fuck out now and of course puts all of their weight directly into one part of your boob and you're like all right cool that that hurt and then anyways drama fucking cat drama i'm over it anyways yeah Yeah. welcome to the v-spot podcast look we're talking about cats again (laughs) weird was that on the drinking list (gasps) no i don't think so i think it's what the pets were doing like what a pet was doing i don't think talking about cats was on there yeah i think it was just like interruption due to animal or something but i don't think that like talking about cats but it should be it should be part of the drinking game no um it is do 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 Oh, well, you're taking a shot now. No, chugging. <laughs> long stretches of silence. No, Cat or Danny points out something a pet is doing like, oh, look at the dog over there, like yeah. actively. But I not, think we should add talking in. talking about them. Yeah, talking about cats. Cats specifically, cats I think. Cats definitely specifically. Yeah. <gasps> so. Mister. Yeah. Spe- and like technically that counts as take a sip because even yeah. though. Like, she's not talking to her boyfriend there, guys. She's talking no, to her cat. talking to my little cat, kitty cat. Yeah. I, I really think that some shit's about to go down. Well, I mean, you'll hear it if it does, I guess. Who's gonna, who's gonna fight? It's JJ and, it's JJ and Ricky Gervais. They're about to get, they're about to go at it. Mister, what are you doing? Good boy. Oh, he got, he broke through the thresholds without any drama. That's nice. That's really great. He's moving at a snail's pace. He's like creeping. Uh, uh, welcome anyway. to the V-Spot podcast with Ricky Gervais. <laughs> and company. <laughs> and company. I'm Danny. And I'm Kat. And we like cats. Yeah, we do. Very much. So, other than cats... Uh, nobody taught. Nobody emailed us about our topic. Shocker, bitches. Just saying. But um, we're gonna. You had something specifically. I don't. Well, I, I think something... it was kind of. Do you have pop culture separate from 
this because I think um, I know what you were going to mention. I saw a couple things. Um, so we'll do some pop culture and then get into our norms. Yeah. Um, I, I um, uh, drink up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I saw an article. Well, Mike sent me an article from like some random source. And I was like, is this real? So I looked it up and it is real. Um, Nevada has become the second state to ban animal testing. Did you see that? No, Nevada. Yeah. The Nevada Cruelty-Free Cosmetic Cosmetics Act. So similarly to California, as of 2020, um, it prohibits the sale of any cosmetic product that has been tested on animals. I love that so much. Okay. Speaking of cosmetic products, did you see the new Jeffree Star stuff that came? Of course I did. I was thinking how I haven't bought anything from him in a really long time. And I probably should because I'm like the lipstick I have on right now is probably like more than a year old. And that's probably not great. (laughs) I don't, you know, I have no reason to own that like fluorescent green yellow lipstick and yes, yet i do. have yeah, every no, reason to own absolutely that fluorescent yellow green lipstick because it's so fucking nice absolutely sorry you just said makeup and i watched the i spent 30 minutes today at work watching that whole video that he did of all his mm-hmm. <laughs> new stuff so so good anyways next nevada next nevada i'm shocked by that i i mean i guess i am and i'm not i just don't think of those st- like you think new york california florida right. tech like big st- like nevada what? right hmm. good for them yeah good for them indeed um other state stuff is the um cat decline yes speaking of look we're talking about cats again guys <laughs> it's the only thing that matters but um that got wasn't it just waiting for a signature what I was the status so. of that i think it got passed and it was just waiting for the last like sign off right thing that um you could no longer declaw cats in new york state long time coming it's you know just don't have a cat if your furniture or your cords (laughs) or literally anything in your house is like more important that you can't handle if something happened to it right right you know like just don't have a, a companion animal in that case drives me nuts because people think oh it's just like trimming your nails i'm like no no it's like trimming the top part of your finger off yeah so i I hate that i hate when people are like it's just like like nail no no it's not trimming your nails it's not no so anyways i'm happy that that's happening because it's just yeah yeah it's just a cosmetic thing it's not something that like needs to happen it's just purely because humans are like oh god they're gonna scratch my couch whatever what happens if you have a human child and it like shits yeah, on your rip, couch? Just rip their butt off. <laughs> <laughs> Plug their butts. My cats have ruined everything. Oh, Piper Brown. Like oh, now they're all here. <laughs> the gang's all here. Um, my cats have ruined. Oh, and there she goes, running lickety split right out of here. <laughs> They've ruined everything. They, I mean, there's nothing. That they have not ruined. Oh, my goodness. These cats. I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like peed on a bed, you know, um, right. pee on the floor and cardboard. And so, I mean, it's funny because I think of you every time because I just found pee on some cardboard that was on the floor in the craft room. Every time I find pee, I'm like, yeah, I just think of you because I just know yeah. the amount of times that you found pee places in your house. 
all the time. And and then there's times where I'm like, I know it's here. I can smell it. Where is it? And I still don't oh, know. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yep. You're like, you like walk in your room, you're like, I smell pee. And I'll do that. And Andy's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, well, it's fucking here somewhere. And you will it's smell like it eventually. embedded into my nose. Yep. It is. Anyways, cats. <laughs> oh, my God. You are going to have so much cat drama because... One cat is stalking another one. The cat drama is so real right now. Good lord. It's so it, it's I apologize. <laughs> it's probably gonna get loud at some point. I cannot foresee this not going poorly. Anyway, speaking of stalking. <laughs> oh, I love that. Good <laughs> speaking of inappropriate behavior. Yeah. So um the thing that I was seeing all over the internet that made me say, hey, why don't we talk about this, was the drama with Moby's new memoir. So I will tell you that... Uh-oh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, um, okay. <laughs> okay. I think we're okay. All right. Great. Anyway... <laughs> so sorry oh no i we knew it was coming it was just a matter of time (laughs) Um, Um, oh oh that was baby cat she just went after freya good lord um anywho anyway i knew that we obviously knew we were talking about this um although sometimes i do forget what the fuck we're gonna talk about but i figured that's what you were going to mention and talk about so i didn't look at a single thing that had anything to do with Moby and any of the drama. So I literally am completely in the dark on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So it started, I don't even know. It started like a few weeks back. Um, there was like this weird, and they're gone now. He took them down. Um, but there was a weird post on Moby's Instagram um, with pictures from like, you know, I don't know how, 20 years ago must have been at this point. I think 20 years ago. Um, of him and Natalie Portman. And and it was like, uh, the caption on it was going on about how he doesn't understand why she would lie about their relationship. And look, I have this proof. Look at these pictures. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And all the comments on it were like, don't even worry about it, Moby. Like, who cares? Haters are haters. And like, all these, it was like, but like, who cares? Like, who cares if you were friends with Natalie Portman? Like, what is this? Like, wh- what are you talking about? Right. And so I Googled it. And I guess in his memoir, um, he just he just wrote, he just wrote a book and it like just came out or it's about to come out. Um, uh, and I guess in the book, he claims having a relationship with her at a point where she would have only been. I think 17 because mm. um, it's 1998, I think is, is what it was. And I think it says that she was like 17. I don't think quite 18, mm. but I guess the drama is around like in the book, he claims that she's like 20 and she definitely wasn't like, if you do the math on her age, like when she was actually born to 1998, <laughs> she was not, she was not 20 years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was a lot of like controversy around him who would have been, much older in his I think mid to late 30s at that point engaging or or yeah 30s at least engaging in a relationship with a teenager 
Um, but she, Natalie Portman, denies it and says that she did not consider their relationship to be romantic of any kind. And that even at that time, she thought it was a little strange that this like 30 year old was interested in like spending time with her who was like barely not, you know, not even 18 years old. And so I guess that's where like all the drama on his Facebook came from, where he's like posting pictures of the two of them and saying, I'm not lying. I don't know why she would say we were never together. It was very, very brief, but it did happen. And like defending himself Mm. in a situation where it's like, if you really were like in your thirties engaging in, in what you are calling a relationship with a 17 year old and that 17 year old is saying, nah, bro, like that's not, what are you talking about? Like that's definitely questionable. Right. Um, and so he took all all of the like posts about her down and then like I guess like really quickly it seems backed down because now the only posts that are left on his um, Instagram are like saying, you know, I realize, oh, I guess the other part of it too was that he didn't even tell her that he was going to write about her. And I, I think my understanding is that there are some other celebrities he mentions in the book and he didn't tell them either. So he posted this whole thing where he was like, you know, I, I admit it was wrong of me to write about people and not tell them and I apologize and I'm going to use my platform for good and like all this shit. But all of the posts prior to that of him defending himself are all gone. And a lot of the comments are what you see Mm. a lot where it's like, you're a voice for the animals and like you just keep doing your thing and haters are going to hate and like a lot of messages of support, which like, I don't know. I don't know the situation. I don't know what's true and what's not true, but it just, you know, um, sparked this interesting, I guess, idea that we've seen before where like maybe some not so great stuff, you know, situations of abuse or, you know, older, normally men taking advantage of younger women or maybe same age men taking advantage of same age women or whatever seems to happen in the activist movement. And it gets like swept under the rug because they're a voice of good or they're a voice for the animals and they're doing all of this work. And so we're just gonna kind of hush, hush. (laughs) <laughs> the situation. You know, I think we talked about it when all that drama was going down at the Humane Society when the CEO stepped down and there was those accusations against um what's his name? Paul. What's his name? You know. Oh, um <laughs> Paul. Paul. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um anyway. <laughs> Drink. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Shapiro. Thanks. <laughs> yes, that's him. Thank you, Andy. Um I was going to say, I was like, Paul Schaefer? That's not right. <laughs> so, no, that's not. He's, he's not. That's anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like an interesting thing. Because so there were so many comments of support. Um, and it's like, okay, like you do you. But should we maybe not? It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's, again, stop putting everything in the same blender turning on the on switch and letting it all get muddled together. Like if someone is a shitty person because they take advantage of abuse, sexually assault, you know, harass, stalk, whatever it is, another human do not say like, "Mm, mm, maybe we should like sweep it under the rug or whatever. Cause they're a voice for the animals or like, Oh, they donate to chair or whatever the fuck the case may be. Like, these two things have nothing to do with each other. If they are a shitty person, like the, then they're just like stopping like, well, they're good for animals. So 
whatever. Right, right. <laughs> um, and I feel like that kind of stuff is is all over the place. Like I was talking to somebody recently about Tony Robbins because they were saying how they um, like really liked watching, you know, his uh, events online and like really found him inspirational in terms of like financial advice and all of that. And I was like, you know, he sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, he's like, super racist and like uh has had a lot of accusations about sexual harassment right and just like kind of an awful person and they were like what really and I was like yeah and they were like well how do you know it's true and I was like because someone said it (laughs) and like and all these people like came out and it's like this huge big thing and there's like actual video recordings of him saying like some racist shit on stage to people. And I think there was like a a video that went viral of he was talking to some woman about trying to help her get her life together. And she was talking about having been in like an abusive relationship or a marriage or what have you. And he said something along the lines of, well, what did you do to deserve that? Like he's had a lot of like flack for being very victim blaming and just like not a good dude. But people looked through that or past it because he is seemingly successful and seemingly has really great advice for how to like pull your life together or whatever. And it's like, so that makes it okay for him to be a dick. Well, sure. So did the leader of Nixium or whatever. And, uh, you know, every cult and (laughs) it's, yeah, it's, and you know what else I hate? I've noticed a lot is that when people are coming forward and they're saying, Oh, this happened to me. Everyone is then turning it around and almost like, I don't want to say victim shaming necessarily, but they're like, oh, this fucking Me Too movement, like, everybody's coming out now with their, like... Be careful. You can't do anything. And it's like, well, no. (laughs) You you can't. Like, act like a fucking human. Like, stop being disgusting and you won't have a problem. Right. And, like, let people come out. Like, why? Like, so... That's like the whole fucking point of the Me Too movement, right? Is like empowering other people saying like, this happened to me. If it happened to you, it's okay. Like, let's let's just talk about it to kind of normalize it and maybe help other people move forward or other people become aware of what is right and what isn't right. Because some people might not know. Right. You know, whether they're the victim or someone who's doing something inappropriate, they might just not know. And I think so much of it, for me anyway, in terms of what I believe and what I don't believe, comes from the reaction. Because, right. I, you know, like in a situation like that, I, you know, who's to say what really happened? But hit, But Moby's initial reaction was to flip out and post proof and get all these pictures from 20 years ago and post all these comments about, oh, no, no, I, I would. Why would I lie about this? She's the one who's lying. I don't know why she would lie about this, like to get super defensive. Right. And I'm inclined to think if you really didn't do anything wrong, then you would ask more questions and you would maybe be a little bit more open to being like, hey what did I do that you interpreted as this? Because I'm really sorry and I want to make sure it never happens again. And it was certainly not my intention and I want to learn and I want to be better. Right. Not, oh, no, 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 Right. People who are like that fucking defensive, you have a reason. It's like every crime show we've ever watched ever. You know, the person who's like, no, no. Why would why would that happen? Why would that instead of just being like, oh, let me give you my DNA or like, oh, what? You know, no, no. People get defensive for like a reason. And it's also and I think like the the response, 
I feel like the response to is very because okay so you have like um this situation with Moby you have what everybody heard about with uh Louis CK and all of that uh you know Kevin Hart and his homophobic comment and all of that and then you yep. have what was it last year I think that somebody accused Aziz Ansari of sexual harassment really I he, don't think I knew oh, yeah. about that oh yeah but he handled it like like a, a, a grown-up like a, a person should and he was like hey like I feel really really horrible about this you know this is not my intention I feel really terrible I want to be better and his career hasn't suffered he's doing great because he handled it like an adult and you know whether who knows you know what really happened and what didn't happen but he was willing to be like I want to better myself and I want to like learn from this and I want to you know take accountability for my behavior because this is not my intention you know yeah hmm wasn't there the whole thing too i think we talked about it or maybe just had i'm not sure with um direct action yeah yeah there's been a lot of accusations against them now like admittedly i don't really know a lot about them or you know, what have you, where all of that is concerned. But I know a lot of people steer clear of them because it's apparently, you know, not like a one-off thing. Apparently it happens a lot with them and it's just kind of swept under the rug. That's, I think, the problem is the sweeping under the rug too. Yeah. And like people that are blind to and not even considering it, you know, like it doesn't even seem like these people think like, well, maybe this could be true. They're just immediately like, you know what, nope, like to Moby nope, or whatever, nope. like, no, no, you're a voice of the animals. It's fine. You do what you, you know, like, no, no. Yeah, that's, a, yes, that's exactly it. Because all of those comments in defense of him were not like, did you do this or did you not do this? What's the real story here? They were all like, it's fine. You're such a force of positive change you're you're so this you're so that so it's 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 if to say like your bad behavior doesn't matter because we value what you're doing as an activist so you get to be a dick in every other aspect of your life right and it's and it's just like no like you can be doing all kinds of really good work but you still have to be held accountable I think right I, I mean you could can you get away with murder I mean, you know, like, and honestly, that's what scares me because I'm like, I said that and then I'm like, you know what? I bet some of these people honestly could because like if celebrity X, anyone goes and is like, you know what? I, you know, got into this argument with this farmer. He took a swing at me and then I accidentally fucking killed him. You know, I bet a lot of people would be like, you know what? You're a voice for the animals. He was a pig farmer. He was doing a bad thing. Whatever. Not thinking like, ah. He's just committed murder. Right, right. I was listening to um, Alyssa Milano's podcast and she had Tarana Burke on and they were talking about like the the birth of the Me Too movement and um, a lot of these, you know, ideas and, and things that have happened since the Me Too movement and Tarana Burke talked about you know, the importance of supporting, um, changing your verbiage to and not saying like, I support or I believe women, but saying I support or I believe survivors and how it's really important to like back up people's stories so that they feel comfortable coming forward with them. And she talked about, you know, how people argue, well, what if somebody's falsely accusing? What if like this really didn't happen? And she's like, you know, that's obviously it's horrible. And like, we have to really make sure that we're doing our due diligence, but the percentage mm-hmm. of times when that's the case 
versus people who are actually truly being harmed is very small. Like the falsely accused is very small in comparison to what's true. And she also talked about, you know, the repercussions for people who go through what they go through and how their lives are forever changed in this huge percentage versus this very small percentage of of people who are falsely accused. Yeah. Yeah. I've just never, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's, and we have a lot that we've seen recently in local communities with this happening. Um, And that's a very frustrating thing. Yeah. um, It sure is. Because like, (laughs) I really am inclined to believe survivors, you know, like I really am inclined to believe that side of things um, more so than anything else. And it's really hard to, but it, you know, it still really is hard to know what's true and what's not true because the only two people who know are the two people who are involved. Right. And to your point, like somebody can behave in a certain way that they truly don't identify as problematic. And unless they're willing to go through the steps, uh, you know, to like absolve themselves or what have you, they may never realize what they did was problematic and they might still just be going through life thinking everything is totally fine and I can treat people this way. Right. You know, so much of it, I think, is is having the awareness to be like, hey, did I did I do something problematic? Like, should I own up to this and not just being like, no, I'm a saint. I would never. Right. Or like she's and the other thing that drives me nuts is not just that I'm the saint. I would never. But like they are lying. Just saying, like, they are lying. Like, maybe they were a victim and you didn't realize you were... There is a chance. I mean, I don't know, again, the percentage of this that, you know, person X said things or treated their partner a certain way, not realizing that they weren't just joking, but it made the other person feel really bad and it became emotional abuse without the person intending for it to be that way. There's a chance that that could happen, but, like... Instead of being like, oh, she's a fucking liar. Like, why is she lying? Why is she dragging my name through the mud? Why is she doing this to me? Just say like, you know, because you know who that's not helping whatever activist community you're a part of. That's who it's definitely not helping, because if you're if you want to be viewed as somebody who is is a, a beacon of positive change or whatever. Right. You're nobody is at a certain point. One would hope if you are being accused that much and that severely, you are going to be removed from that community. So, you know, I think it's so important to, like, ask the right questions and to, like, own your choices and your behavior, whether whether like you feel that it's, you know, what's that what you're being accused of is valid or not. Give that person the space to talk about it and right. give that person the space to be like, I feel I was wronged and this is why. And right. if you want to tell your story, whatever. But like, it's so important to just allow that platform because, other, you know, being removed from the community you feel so passionately about is certainly not helping you. It's certainly not helping that community. And it's really important to remove all of that bullshit from these communities. So if you're not part of the bullshit, then like follow the right steps to making sure that you right. are redeeming yourself in the right ways. Right. That's just that's just what I think, because like I, I wouldn't want anybody to be falsely accused like that puts knots in my stomach like that's so horrible. But at the same time, like there is a certain way to go about ensuring that if you truly are innocent, that your story is heard and it's heard appropriately. And to your point 
calling people calling people liars and calling people out on what they say i don't feel is that way because that to me doesn't make you look innocent no that makes you look like a shitty person in that way like if you are a good person or whatever and someone's falsely accusing you intentionally especially like then just say like okay this person is telling their story this way i'm gonna tell the story but like it's just don't the thing that you get you fight aggression with more aggression and that bothers me like if someone's being aggressive towards you maybe don't be like you know what they're a fucking liar they're treating me badly they're a dirtbag like who's the abuser now shit like that no no right no give them the space to talk and then you get the space to talk and then at the end of the day yes it is you versus them like and it is one word against another he said she said you know she said she said whatever whomever's involved but like then you let people make their decisions you give everyone the information that you can that person accusing you will give the information they can and Mm -hmm. then if someone wants to decide that they believe the victim then let them like just then (laughs) yeah and you know it's so i read this article um i wish i i'm sure i could find it if i looked but i read this article back around when um when the me too movement got really big and it was you know everywhere i read this article it was really interesting it was about um how it was something like uh how 16 candles ruined culture or something like that and it is it, it was really interesting um because my dad's good friend is in 16, 16 candles which is why i clicked on it because i was like what's this but <laughs> then it actually turned into this article that if you really think about it is so true and makes so much sense it talked about how that time you know when movies like 16 candles were popular mm-hmm. or if you like me were ever totally obsessed with 90210 or if you grew up in the 90s and you watched movies like she's all that or can't hardly wait or um, clueless even you know like that whole you know between i would say 1980 and the late 90s even early 2000s i guess culture was so different and it and and, and you really you, you saw young girls portrayed as you know, Sixteen Candles, for example, um, the character she gets drunk at the party, and the 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 uh, high school boys or whatever like steal her underpants and tell everybody that like they hooked up with her while she was drunk, and it's like ha 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 ha, look at this drunk girl, and like that was seen as totally normal, and like. I was listening to um, this 90210 podcast and they play clips from the episodes. And there was this episode where Brandon is talking to this girl and he said something like, didn't your mother ever teach you to play hard to get? And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and if you think about like, you know, the last, you know, 20 years, it really was so different. And now we're in this place where we're starting to realize like, Things that used to be seen as okay or funny or pop culture mm-hmm. were totally not okay. But you right. have this whole generation that was raised on that, that saw movies like Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink. Like I said, Can't Hardly Wait is a big one that comes into my mind. She's All That is so problematic. Um, uh, but even Pretty Woman. I was watching Pretty Woman the other day and I was like, this movie is so problematic. <laughs> really? I haven't you know? seen it like, in so long, I feel like. Like, there's just so many things. If you go back to the 90s, you're just like, ah, you know, how... This, Ooh, this never been so kissed. much of why. Never been kissed. Like, she was shamed for have never kissed a boy. Like, that was unacceptable, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's just so... I don't know. It's just like, it, it, you know, and on the one hand, you're kind of like, no wonder 
our generation specifically is the way that it is. But it, it you know, so many people I feel like are trying to oh. correct all of that at least. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I don't know. You know what's anyway, another really bit bad of a tangent, one? That- but you know, it's another really bad one, actually, that I just so mm-hmm. I've I've started listening to this new podcast, Make It Modern, um, uh-huh. and I love them. They remind me a lot of me and you, actually, mm-hmm. and they take things. Literally, thus far, it has been everything like across any sort of topic and they tie it into making it modern. So they've done oh, nice. like um, Egyptian mythology and like some of the Ooh. myths and they're like. What is it like? Just like, and they don't try to modernize it. They're just like, what would this be like nowadays? Why is this problematic? Stuff like that. They talked about rom coms and 90s rom coms, and they mentioned all these different things. And like, you know, talking about the stupid like denim skirts that, like, when you sat down became a denim belt, you know, because it didn't cover your butt and anything like that. And they mentioned a movie that I'm like, that is a hugely problematic one. Um, And it just came to mind is John Tucker Must Die. Oh, yes. I don't even think that's the 90s. No, I think that's that's early 2000s. Yeah. Because it has the kid. It has that kid from Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Yep. Yep. John Tucker must die. And that's because they like pit these women against each other. And then they're like, oh, we have to use her and pretend they she likes this boy. So like this hugely problematic thing. Yeah. Um, And also, by the way, one of them relevant. We're going to tie this back into being relevant is a vegan <laughs> slut. Oh, in the movie? Uh, yes. Like her character? Yes. Really? Like, apparently, and I didn't, I haven't seen John Tucker Must Die in a billion years. And I mean, like, probably since, like, 2001 when it came exactly. out. Exactly. Like, I've seen, I think I watched it once, possibly twice early on. Like, that's not one, like, um. I think, I think I have it. Oh, we should watch it. I, I'll go through my DVD collection at my mom's. I think think i have it we should watch it because apparently one of the characters is like a vegan slot and that's that's like who she is i don't know it's just yeah yeah oh you know who's in that movie who um uh uh joe from that show you hmm yeah i looked at interesting imdb yeah, um, a lot of my favorite people are in this movie. Sophia Bush. Yeah, yeah. we should totally watch that. Right? It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but all these things are very problematic and people try and rectify it. Yeah. But, and you don't see, yeah, you, but anyway, you don't see those difference. kind of things anymore, as much anymore, like those same. Well, you know, it's, it, so wait, what set me on that tangent was the, the idea that like, um, you know, people, a lot of the people who come out and are making accusations, a lot of it is, you know, this happened to me 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you have all these people who are arguing statute, statute of limitations and, um, you know, like, how do you even remember and this, that, and the other thing. And I think that is that is where the idea of well 20 years ago when this happened to me i thought this was okay and right. now that i am an adult and i'm thinking about it i'm like holy shit that was not okay right. you know and i and i think that that's a lot of what happens i mean i think that's part of the smoby situation i think that's part of maybe what's happening happening locally i think 
some behaviors that happened upwards of 10 years ago at the time weren't seen as as problematic maybe by one or both parties and now that it is it's like oh well shit I don't really know how to handle this or what to do about it because I don't think there's anything wrong with this it's such a, a cultural culturally different place a culturally much better place I think but I think that that plays so much into people not really thinking they did anything wrong right you know right you know, not that we're like justifying. No, but no, of course not. But again, just in reverse to play the devil's advocate back and forth is like yeah. have some understanding that I, it may be uh, a different time. Yeah, I'm very much a person who like, and I think we've talked about this before. I am very much like, okay, so this is the side I believe and identify with, but I need to understand the other exactly. side. Exactly. I need to know what you're thinking and what you're feeling and how, what this looks like for you. Right. Even if I might not be on that side, I still want to know and understand because I feel that that's important when you make a decision. Right. You know, exactly. Is to be well-informed on all sides and yeah, you know, believe what you want to believe yeah. if there's no facts to it, I guess. But right. Unless of course someone comes forward and then five other people come forward saying, no, I actually witnessed this too. And then like, guess what? That's corroboration. Corroboration. Wow. Words. Um, so like, then it's just true. <laughs> right. I, um, I was thinking about, cause you brought up DXE or direct action. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, same thing like this time last year when the um, Me Too movement was getting really big, that Carol Adams, who wrote um, The Sexual Politics of Meat, came out and said that she wouldn't participate in any event that direct action was a part of. Mm. Um, and that was because of all of the accusations um, towards direct action. And I guess that a lot of those accusations, I was just looking it up while we were talking, I guess a lot of those accusations um, were towards mm-hmm. the, like, president or who or the person who was Right, in the, like, head person. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I just think, because, like, you haven't really heard, I mean, at least I haven't, but I also don't really follow them too terribly closely. You You really don't hear anything about them anymore. But I do remember, like, you and I wanted to start a local chapter right. and everyone was like no 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 don't get involved with them right exactly they were like no don't do that because yeah. they're a bad group we shouldn't have them around here because of all the and I yeah and I guess too like there's some problems with like um uh like white supremacy and some racist shit within them too which I do remember hearing but I don't, I don't know like a lot to be able to speak to that I don't either but, uh, I mean, they still seem to be doing, like, a lot of good work and still seem to have, like, people on their side. So, you know, it's, like, that question of, well, how, like, I don't know, like, uh, what's the tipping point, right? right? Like, how many people have to believe this or decide that they're, that it's not acceptable before a company stops be- or an organization or a person stops being supported? Right. Exactly. Because it seems like, you know, um, obviously without like naming names or getting into it, it does seem like everything that's happening locally is happening fast. Yes. You know, that like an accusation is made and it's like, bye, which, you know. Yep. You know, I don't know. I have a lot of questions, I guess, that are none of my business. But um, it just is interesting how like on, on a broader scale, people are like, ah. But, like, you have this small local situation and people are like, okay, you're gone. Bye. Yeah. 
And that's kind of nice. Like there are yeah. the frustrating things. You see these people that are like, we believe you. Like, we're so sorry because it's this other, this person being accused is also taking the sympathy of like, I've tried to kill myself before and now I want to kill myself again. Like, feel bad for me. And like, yeah, like it's, you know, it is what it is, but it is nice to see that people instead of just being blindly like we support you, other people are like, no, no. And it's the people that kind of, for lack of a better term, can neuter this person. Like, mm. th- that they are saying, no, you're not allowed to do X, Y, Z in the community because right. of these things. So. Right. Yeah. Which is nice. It's a bummer. Yeah, all of it's such a bummer, though, because there's still, like, somebody out there who had this happen to them. Right. You know? And, like, kicking somebody out of an organization is not going to improve her her well-being. It's a start, but, you know. No, it's, yeah. And that's what you got to really think about, too, is that there still is a victim in this, in most of these things, that people are going or have been hurt. And so, and going through this and coming out with these things is not easy. It's not as easy as just being like, oh, I want to get this person to be removed from a community or I want to ruin this person's life. No, it's hard for them to come forward. So take that into account, too, is that like, even if it's something as quote unquote simple as they, you know, brushed my arm once, you know, during every meeting and that just made me really uncomfortable. That's still hard to like, this is not an easy topic for people to talk about. So. Right. Just be considerate if someone is coming forward to things and don't jump down their throat and call them a liar or don't, you know, shame them or anything like that. Rock on. I concur. Yeah. I feel really strongly about these kinds of things. I don't know if you know. You? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have some feelings. Yeah. I know. I need like 50 different podcasts to like get out my feelings. I know. It's all right. We can just start our, you know, keep adding stuff to the um, Soundbite Network. Be like, hey, do you want a podcast about this? Great. I know. I He's going to murder me, but I, um, I really liked... I'll tell it to you off air because TM, TM, TM. I really liked Josh's idea for a name for a podcast. And I'm just like, I know we should really do that. But who has the time? That's the other thing. That's who has the time. I just need I need to I need naps, you know? Yep. You're getting up at 4 a.m. You don't have the time. Hell no. I was I was talking to Lauren about that today. I was like, how does she do it? (laughs) (laughs) Shut your mind. A little bit. Because we were saying how um, Jared started this new workout thing on Tuesday mornings, and I really want to go. It's at 6.15. I really, in theory, want to go. But she and I both were like, I am not, I have a hard time working out at like 9, 8 or 9 a.m. Like I am a, which I guess this is what surprises me about you because I feel like you're similar. I have to get up and eat breakfast. I have to like take my time. And I also like can't, I just don't. The idea of getting up that early and going straight into a workout, I'm like, no. So I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's it's like separate brain almost. Yeah. So like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't do the morning class. And so like this morning, I was like, okay, get up, clean the litter boxes, feed the animals, mm-hmm. water the plants, 
get ready, sit down, have my breakfast. And that's like my routine. So it's just that I make it a whole different routine. And I yeah, I can't eat. But it's also so early. It's so early that I don't want to eat. So I just have a cup of like iced coffee. I have a cup of iced coffee on my drive and a glass of water. And then I do yoga. And then afterwards, I'm like ready to eat because my body wants to eat at like seven or eight when I normally would. And 4 a.m. It's like, nah, man, we don't want to eat. (laughs) Yeah, I like my brain starts telling me like if you don't eat before you go to a spin class, you're probably going to die. Or you're probably going to have a panic attack mid-class and have to leave. Like that, like that's the anxiety in me though. That's not necessarily my body like actually needing or wanting to eat. It's my brain being like, you have to eat something before you do this, or you will probably die. Yeah. <laughs> so I like tomorrow I'm taking an 8 a.m. class and I'm gonna have to get up at six and I'm already like planning what I, what order I'll do things in yeah. so that I'm not feeling rushed. It's a whole, like, I just, I don't know how you get up at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I have to do everything the night before. Like, after this, I have to eat dinner real quick. I'm not getting up at four tomorrow. But I have to eat dinner real quick. I have to put my yoga stuff together so that I can just get up, wash my face, put my clothes yeah. on, out the door. It's all very, yeah. very strategic. But it's like, I mean, the other morning, I got attacked by a toad on my way out the door. And that set me off for, like, two minutes extra oh, well, sure. I mean it was it's pitch by the way it's very dark at 4 30 in the morning uh, yeah like, I, I bet it's it is. pitch black so I open the door and something moves right by the door and I was like shit it's a rat I can't let it in the house so I like shut the door and I was like peeking out I'm like what the fuck was that and then I was like did yeah. it slither no oh it's hopping oh it's a toad but then I was like okay now I don't want to I don't want the toad to hop on me but I also don't want to scare the toad and I don't want to open the door and have the toad hop in the house so it took me an extra few minutes of strategically getting out the door. So yeah. Other than that, it's all quite routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I wanna. I gotta work on that. I wanna get into a better morning routine because I do like going to classes in the morning. It like sets me up well for my day. I just am like, I don't like feeling rushed. Oh, I, that does not. I can't set me wait well. until you do a six a.m. yoga class and then a. I will absolutely come to a class with you. I don't know that I will do it at six a.m. <laughs> hey, I'm doing seven fifteen tomorrow. Seven fifteen's not six. I have. I'm, t- I'm spinning it. I'm spinning at eight, and then I'm going directly to work. So like. Sorry, wow. <laughs> literally the class is over at 845 and I have to work at nine. So, oh, that's OK. I, I Monday I went to work and I was like, I'll put on real pants. And then Wednesday I was like, whatever. I got up at 430 in the fucking morning. I am wearing my yoga pants all day. And I yeah, was going I'll to class and I go to class tomorrow. right after, too. So I yeah. was like, fuck that. So whatever. Yeah, I'll probably wear yoga pants tomorrow. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um. But next Friday, Casey is going to spin with me and Lauren. And I've never been more excited for anything in my entire life. That's so exciting. She Because every, t- every time she goes to a class, Casey texts me and she's like, my soul has left my body. I want to die. And so I'm like, I can't, I cannot wait. I like cannot wait to witness her so funny. <laughs> sweating and like a mess. It's going to be so great. Uh, that's funny. Well, good times. That's our yoga yoga spin corner mm-hmm. athletics corner. yeah our athletics yeah. corner we can start that now too mm-hmm. yeah. do you have any food of note to mention um i feel like i did i um oh i had um well did we have we didn't talk about veg out did we no, no. shit 
Uh, I mean, I didn't eat a whole lot there because the lines were so insane. However, <laughs> right. Um, the those mozzarella sticks from Birch Bark were really they good. They were so fucking good. They were so good. The, maybe the best mozzarella sticks I've ever had. You didn't get them. Like they, you didn't get them from that vegan diner over in Camden Market, did you? When you were over. No, I didn't. That's why. Those are the only ones that I've had that are better. But it was like marginally better. Like it was close. Yeah. It was damn close. Yeah. They just were so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their donuts are so good. I want one of those. Did you see their post? The, the s'mores, s'mores donut? donut. Sure did. Oh, my God. I want one. Yep. Um, but I had, aside from the very few things I ate there, I um, tried the seitan bacon at Bourbon and Wolf mm. on their TLT, except seitan bacon instead of tempeh. And you know how I feel about bacon. Right. Um, and my ever going, ever search for a good, appropriate vegan bacon. Yeah. Now, I love the herbivorous butcher one. It's good. It's not very bacony. I mean, it right. is, but like it's not. Um, you know how I feel about my sweet earth. I go through it like crazy, even though it's really not very bacony. Right. This bourbon and wolf bacon. Yeah. Well done, Joey. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so, so the good. thing is, we went. So I had to go because I really loved his smoked mozzarella. Blew me out of the water. Um, and so he put that in the cooler. And so I was like, mm-hmm. great, I have to make a special fucking trip into Albany for this goddamn cheese. Just that cheese. Mm-hmm. And Andy's like, let's get dinner. So we split the TLT with the bacon also. It's so good. It is phenomenal. It's so good. I like I was like, Mike, you have to try this as somebody who actually recently knows what bacon tastes like i need you to try this and even he was like yeah this is like very good yeah it's so good i like want it right that now that fucking like there's just something in joey that like he is i know um, some sort of magician wizard man i don't know i know oh it's so good it's and they sell it up. he sells it in the deli cooler sometimes too he has i gotta get yeah it. i gotta get a lifetime supply yep Shit's good. Yep. Yep. Shit's good. He made, um, I don't know if anyone saw the post of his uh, pepperoni mozzarella he made. Yeah, Lauren was telling me about that. I'm going to try that, too. I got the mozzarella. I'm excited. I got a fresh baguette today from Placid Baker. So I'm going to make caprese sandwiches at home because we have basil. That sounds good. Yeah. It's going to be so good. I mean, that was what I had. I did like that at Veg. I mean, he had such a stupid long line. But it's that was insane. it's because it's Joe. It's so funny looking at but his face. The whole face. place was insane. Yeah. Wow. Well, the whole place was insane. Well. I, I tried to get in line. I <laughs> think I left. I don't remember. I think you were still waiting for Birch Bark and I was with Andy. I think. I don't remember. But I was like, I'm going to go to Yeah Dog. And I walked over there and was like, nope, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the line was like the entire block. Yeah. I was like, I, I can just, I can buy these. It's fine. Like, this is not, no. you know, I. Anyway, uh, don't get me going, but I I was disappointed myself, but anyway. Yeah, it's great to see the turnout that that many people are interested. Um, yeah, that is the sure. upside. The food is the upside. The opportunities are a plenty. Our adorable, <laughs> our adorable donut selfie. Oh, yeah, that one of our like most liked posts on Instagram. God. Of the whole day. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, to be fair, the 
chicken on the donut from bourbon was also. But I think Joey said he's going to try to do that again because so many people didn't get it because he fucking ran out of it an hour after. It's like so crazy. What our donut selfie where you wouldn't look at me. You wouldn't make eye contact. You know what you do. (laughs) Don't you know what you do. You are not innocent. You know exactly what you do. You admitted to it immediately in the moment that you knew why my eyes were closed because you know what you do. I just wanted you to look at me. I will look at you all day, but not when you are a mere inch from my face because <laughs> you know what you do. <laughs> just stare lovingly at you. That's <laughs> oh, so funny. Good times. Uh, yeah. I think that's all the food I've had. I've been really obsessed with making shiitake bacon all week. Mm. Well, the last like couple of weeks, I've been making it, like putting it on everything. I just eat it. Like we've made it before and I'll take a little container to work and I'll just be sitting there eating like bacon. It's just so good. Oh my God. I just had something. Have you ever been to Beirut in Troy? I have. Yeah. Love that. I had never been there um, until yesterday. Was that yesterday? Two days ago. The fuck day is it? No, that was. Two days ago. Yeah, it was two days ago. Um, So, so good. The man who owns that is so nice. I want him to be my grandpa. Um, yeah. The baklava was outstanding. It was just <coughs> the whole experience. I got the lentil and rice with the caramelized onions on top. Ooh. It was delicious. And I just like that, that it was like home good. cooking. You know, it was like this is an authentic thing. No frills about it. I don't always need the frills. I just need good food, you know? Love it. Yes. So good. Love it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's all I got. I actually got to go eat good food because I haven't had dinner yet. I'm going to go watch me some Riverdale. Oh, cool. cool. And snuggle my cat. Cool. Great. Mm -hmm. We got to prepare for our yard sale and all that good stuff. Yeah. Make some nachos. Got to get to the store real quick because they close soon because we live in the middle of nowhere. And the right, grocery right. stores close at nine. They are not 24 hours. Oh, shit. You better move your butt. Yeah. Gotta go. Uh, <laughs> Gotta go. Uh, normal sign off. Um, go to the bspot.fm. Listen to all our old episodes. Yeah. Did you hear? Wait, no. real quick. Did you hear? Um, Michaela told me that Whole Foods carries the Kite Hill dips. Fuck. Yeah, you're welcome. You could bring one to the Tonys if you shit. wanted. Although Michaela probably will bring one to the Tonys because I think that's why she was telling me because she was at Whole Foods buying them. But I don't know that for sure. You're welcome. Well, on that life changing note, (laughs) go listen to our old episodes, uh, support everyone else on the Soundbite Network and um, Mm -hmm. give us your money. If you want, go to Patreon.com. We appreciate all the support. Tell a friend about us. Tell all your friends. All your friends. Tell your dogs, your cats. Yeah. Send us cat pics. For sure. I would love that. Cat corner. Every day is cat corner. Um, Every corner is cat corner. My fucking life is cat corner. Uh, Well, then. All right. Let's. Well, I'm going to click. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.